Hello, hello. Welcome back to a new episode of Chatting with Trev. Today, I have a very, uh, <laughs> I have a good friend of mine. And if you can see her, she's like trying to hold in her laughter. But um, I'd like to welcome you guys to Lillian, aka Lily. Um, she's currently a student or do you work at MDA? Which one of the, is it, Lily? I'm a research data coordinator at the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Okay, okay. So basically, you're about to get your PhD. No. Okay, we're, we're on the process there, though. Maybe, hopefully. Okay. How are you doing, Lily? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So as you mentioned, you're, you work at MD, MDA Anderson uh, in Houston, Texas. And yeah. uh, today we'll be talking about cancer. Uh, and how how that has kind of brought us together and how I know you and weightlifting right you can that's sport <laughs> yeah wonderful wonderful so I want to give our listeners a brief uh, backstory on how I know you I met Lily 2018 2018 summer I think like very briefly like uh, as an acquaintance, because we both worked for a nonprofit together, and I joined this camp called Not Camp Kesem very late as a counselor, and then I didn't really get to know Lily until I worked with her as a volunteer coordinator for Camp Kesem, and majority of our time, we just dicked around, like, <laughs> the most chaotic relationship ever. Lily, I'm going to be totally honest, I've mentioned this several times, but I did not want to become volunteer coordinator. Oh, I know. Because the weirdest. Because one, because I was I was a outreach, and I saw what work and went into my what is it my is the right word predecessor for the person before me. Uh huh. So I saw how much work they were doing, and I was just like, my back of my head, I'm like, you know what? I'd rather be chilling like here, like just calling parents, like emailing them. This seems like a lot of work. Like so, I've ranked a dead on my list, and then I get a call from our directors I'm like hey you got this position and granted I was not it was a Friday night it was a yeah. Friday or Saturday night so I'm just like okay I was like and I thought in my brief moment I was like I'm pretty sure I put that dead last on my list of like what I wanted <laughs> no but I feel like we like in my head I think I was gonna end up doing like more work and like spending more time on it than we actually end up really doing oh for sure for sure I think I think okay okay realistically I think we did 30 percent work 70 percent just winging it and goofing in the process (laughs) (laughs) and that 30 percent did not come until like camp really started like right before it started it was literally like interviews for counselors and then like maybe trainings. Maybe. Also, maybe. shout out to COVID, you know, like we, we didn't even do much. We just, we just sent them out like a Google sheet. You're like, hey man, just read this. You'll be fine. Like, it's like how much can you really mess up in talking to a kid? Yeah, literally. And they're like all recorded and like, So can you tell us your path to MD Anderson, Houston? Yeah. Okay. I guess we're just jumping right into it. We're jumping right in. We're diving right in. 
Um, so unlike the Summer Olympics, who just showed me an hour of opening ceremony and fair to yeah. fail to tell me that that's the only that thing. Your fault. So <laughs> okay, back to this. Yeah, uh, we're getting- yeah. So I graduated VCU with my exercise science degree, mm-hmm. and I wanted to work with ca- cancer patients, and I wanted to do like exercise oncology, yeah. um, and basically help cancer survivors in their treatment process, recovery, all that with exercise. Um, And so I attended St. Francis University, getting my master of science in cancer care with my concentration in exercise physiology. So basically getting my degree in exercise oncology. Okay. Um, So I'm like still currently in that. So I'm going to graduate in December and I'm basically doing like full-time work, full-time student life right now. Um, but during that, I like really got into research and like wanted to do research on more of a specific level of like human physiology, figuring out what's happening in like the tumor microenvironment and my program being like a super small school, like couldn't provide that for me. So I reached out to different professors elsewhere and kind of like led me to MD Anderson. I spoke with a couple professors and they wanted to hire me and like bring me on. So it kind of went from like a, Hey, conversation of like summer internship slash like after graduation to like come down here now, like, let's get started. So like, what was this time frame of like, you wanted to make the switch from St. Francis to Houston? Like, when did this occur? So I found out that I couldn't do my thesis, which was in like molecular biology mm-hmm. in like mid-January. Mm-hmm. And I started talking to MD Anderson in March mm-hmm. and it basically got finalized like a first or second conversation, but we just had to like wait for paperwork. Right. Um, and then I got like the official um, like letter of, acceptance or whatever it's called from like H MD Anderson HR in April moved down here in May started June dude that's way faster than VCU like I got (laughs) hired for a job at VCU the 2020 during the pandemic I mean pre-pandemic I got hired right their HR was so slow that I got my offer sheet, even though I had the job and everything, I couldn't start because they didn't give me a f- official offer sheet until August. And I was just like, bro, yeah, what do you want me to do with this? Like, I'm out of your city. <laughs> like, I, like, but shout out to MD Anderson for, for getting you that paperwork done really fast and efficient. Yeah, so basically like instead of, so MD Anderson gets like for research positions, yeah. um, like close to like a thousand applications a week. Mm-hmm. Um, for like various research positions right. throughout the center, but right. my professor put in a application solely kind of like for me right. and I filled that out and then it kind of like streamed line from there. So like I gave my professor the like application number and then my professor gave HR the application number and it kind of got streamlined through. So oh, yeah. it usually does not take that it does not go that fast yeah so you are you very happy like where you are like at the place that gives you like all these opportunities to further enhance like your your interest and your career oh for sure like one thing that 
I mean, like I've talked to you about this, Trevin, like yeah. mentorship here is crazy. Yeah. Like it's surreal. Like I don't, I don't think I've ever been in a position and like been in a place where not only are professors willing to mentor students yeah. um, and like people who are not like professors yet, um, but like genuinely spend as much time as they do for mentoring. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, like it's one, they do that and they like everything that they do for me, it's like to help me advance my career. Right. That's great. That's, that's honestly amazing. Like how you found a way to like, kind of like find another path from already a path that you were set on from like after graduating ECU, like yeah. how you found a path, like after you hit a roadblock kind of when they didn't allow you to do your thesis. Yeah, it was, it was rough. Like last semester was like super hard, but I feel like it like paid off in the sense of like, you know, like MD Anderson is like the number one cancer center. Like it, like, I don't like imposter syndrome was real when I first got here. Like, and honestly, like it was like my mentors who were like, listen, like you're here for a reason, like Mm -hmm. allowing the imposter syndrome to like take over is like doing more harm than it is good. Like you're here to just embrace it and move on. Like, and just card so can you tell us a little bit more about like what exercise oncology is like on how like how you would help a patient like in the future yeah so exercise oncology's field is actually only like the first research study that was out was like 25 years ago okay and it's been super slow coming because you know like you think of a cancer patient and you there you want them to be like sleeping and like not moving and like staying sedentary because they have to recover Um, sympathetic functions going on resting and digesting instead of their fight or flight symptoms kicking in yeah but like now we're seeing with like a lot of research it's that like it's helping fatigue levels it's actually like improving the like can't like chemo going to the tumor um it's helping their recovery. It's helping treatment. Um, Does it have a lot to do with like blood flow? Like I'm like with them just moving on, con- like moving re- like so constant, like the blood like, is flowing more better. You got to repeat that. You like froze up on me. Oh man. Zoom. <laughs> Failing me. Um, what I was saying was like the, like that growth that you saw, like the chemo actually going to the tumor and everything, like actually like helping the patient. Is it due to them? Like being uh doing more cardio intensive stuff like getting the blood flowing like throughout through like the rest of their body and whatnot yeah so like that's like still something that research is happening with so I like I can't really say like for sure like yes that's exactly what it is but from like as of right now like what we're seeing is like you know angiogenesis is one of the hallmarks of cancer and when you have aerobic exercise or even like resistance exercise, you're strengthening the blood vessels that are actually like happening in your body and not in the the tumor itself. Like, so the microenvironment. And so it's actually helping, um, chemo or whatever treatment it is get to the tumor itself. Um, so like that's something, but I'm like not super in the know with vascular care. So 
that's kind of like all I know about that's that. exciting man I think that's I think that's great that you're like pursuing like interest that you've had for like a while because I remember like when we were this is pre pre-COVID we mean you were just walking around campus and you're like dude there's like no like specific job for like what I yeah. want to do I have to like create my own like job and like my path when we were like talking about like dude what are you gonna do for like grad school like how's this gonna get yeah. you to, like, what specific jobs so, like I think that's great I think like what a year and a half a year and a half uh ago we we had that and like you're making big moves uh, I, I still feel like there's so much like because I think in like when I was telling you about that like I wanted to be a clinician like that was like a big thing for me right right um and like, there are no like exercise oncology, like cancer exercise trainer jobs out there right now. And like a lot of my peers who were in my program with me or people I know who want to do what like exercise oncology, like they are struggling to find jobs. And like, that is something that, because half of it, it's like making sure that physicians know that exercise is good for cancer patients. Right. And, like, that's something that is another roadblock or so insurance guys, companies. Sorry to cut you off. Like, will you guys be, uh, will you guys ever be partnering up with occupational therapists? Like, isn't, uh, does that kind of like overlap with like exercise and like them just trying to like help their patients, like um, do like more like the day-to-day stuff again after like an injury or something? So I think that's, that brings in the question of like, occupational therapy versus physical therapy versus exercise physiology. Okay. Um, so like short answer is yes. Like it all plays a role. Mm-hmm. Um, but long answer is that it doesn't because it doesn't play a, because it's like occupational therapy from my understanding and like physical therapy, it's like rehab based. Right. Right. But like exercise physiologists as a broad spectrum and then like exercise oncologists, it's not a rehab based thing as of right now. Like a lot of exercise oncology research is done in rehab because it's easier to be like, okay, Hey, like you got diagnosed with cancer, you got your treatment. Um, like what's the next step, you know, and then exercise oncologists come into play and it's harder to be like okay let's do this type of exercise for you to prevent cancer because like you don't really know exactly if it's going to prevent it or not right yeah so it's, it's kind of like saying like oh I want to lose fat in one specific area of my body but like there's no set exercise to like help that one area of losing fat yeah because like one thing is that like exercise is so broad, you know, like physical activity itself is so broad. Like, how can you say that one thing is doing X, Y, and Z when that you don't know, like if you're controlling that person's diet or sleep or stress levels or anything other, other aspects of life that are occurring that it can cause cancer. Yeah. So I want to like make a quick transition when you brought up like exercise, lifting and whatnot, you are you a power lifter or regular lifter like weight lifter okay see I know you're asking me that to piss me off (laughs) Um, I think there has to be at least a couple moments in this where like I can push those buttons just a little bit (laughs) oh um I am not a power lifter okay to answer your question 
Um, I do Olympic weightlifting. Okay. So like what the, like the actual Olympics are going on right now, like those yeah. people resemble with you. What? Like, 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 like the, the competition, like the competition resembles with like what you do, like with your, like, uh, like your personal ambitions of like Olympic weightlifting. Right. Yeah. So, okay. um, like, yes. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so tell me a little bit more about that. Like what got you okay. into Olympic weightlifting and like what made you want to do it? So like exercise science major. Okay. Um, and like, I think one of the great things about like the VCU program is that like it, it really like hit all of the points, right? Like it taught you like testing a prescription, like chronic diseases, mm-hmm blah, 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 X, Y, and Z, right. everything. And another thing that another class was um, strength and conditioning. Okay. It wasn't called strength and conditioning, but that's what everybody called it. I think. I don't remember what the actual, anyway. Um, right. so, uh, when we come to the conditioning aspect, did they have like a set schedule for like, okay, you have to run. Like running is a part. No. Oh, that's not conditioning, man. Dude, I don't know what it's called, but like, it was like, I don't remember what that class was called, but it was yeah. to prepare you for the CSCS, which is like your yeah. strength and conditioning certification. So right. that's just kind of like what I put it as. But this class, like it taught you like the Olympic lifts. Okay. Um, and my professor, shout out to Dr. Zachary Sievert. Um, like, I was like, wow, this is so much fun. Yeah. And he was like, okay, like, yeah, like, you don't suck at it and <laughs> like I me and my friend Renee we were at like Cary Street the yeah. gym um like practicing because we had to uh like coach someone through the movements and like we had no idea how to do it right yeah. and we were like practicing at Cary Street and this girl came up to us and she was like oh my gosh like you guys are doing so great like you guys look awesome like blah 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 um girl is Kate who is like one of my like really good friends now who does weightlifting and kind of like with her and then like Zach or my professor Renee like just like a bunch of people being like yeah like continue like you should do it yeah just like got me interested and like continued to to do it up to that moment when they're like oh my god Lily you're doing so great what was your reaction? Like, yeah, yeah, thank you. Like, I know, like, I know my shit. Like, I know what I'm doing. Oh my God. No, I was so bad. Like, I could not even, like, hold the 35-pound, like, barbell over my head. Okay, yeah. So, like, it was rough. So, like, I knew that they were lying, but, like, it was fun and it was enjoyable and, like, it seemed like a good community to be a part of, which kind of just, like, led me to continue to do it. Yeah, I remember that one time. I came, I think, for fun, just, like, I was, like, doing something else my own workout and I came because, like, you guys were hanging out down there and I, yeah, yeah I think it was deadlifts that I tried to do and, like, man, I thought I could easily do it. <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> I, like, dude, like, Carrie Street Mems are so like amazing. Like, we think- sorry, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You can speak. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, like 
we like weightlifters would hang out and then like the powerlifters were there. So like weightlifting, like, like snatch and dead, like snatch and clean and jerk is weightlifting. Sure. So like our whole, like both of the lifts, it's like the point is to get the bar from the ground to overhead. Like that's basically it. Right. Powerlifting is like SBD, like snatch deadlift, but no squat bench deadlift. Okay. Yeah. Squat bench deadlift. And so like they had their own club and then we had our own club. Um, so it was like kind of like a side story where like you guys would be beefing? No, like we would all just like hang out because we're uh, all like at the squat racks and the platforms. Yeah. And like, like we wouldn't get in trouble necessarily, but like they, like Carrie Street did not like us. Dude, yeah, because uh, like a 30 minute workout took you guys like four hours because you guys would like break, talk for like no. two hours Dude. and then resume. And then, okay, I only say that because one time I called, I called you asking for like some help or something. You're like, yeah, dude, I'm still at the gym. And I was like, you were at the gym like three hours ago when I first asked. Um, I don't spend more than two hours at the gym. Thank you very much. Okay. And most weightlifting and powerlifting sessions take around an hour 30 yeah. to two hours it's now like I that now. yeah because i've i i think like i i started lifting more now like i think you'd be like uh we were, i was telling you about like how i wanted to go into the military and then yeah. you're like you know you have to pass a physical right and i was like yeah you know running a few push-ups few sit-ups like i'll be fine and they're like no you have to do pull-ups and i was like yeah <laughs> i'm gonna fail i <laughs> know uh, but like now when i work out it's like almost like an hour like close to like an hour hour 15 because like it's yeah. a process i under i respect the process now yeah and like i feel like when people look at like a weightlifting program or like a powerlifting program they're like oh like it doesn't take that much you know yeah. like why does it take that long but it's like a lot of it it's like the building up to it that right. takes a long time because like you can't just go in and like hit your 85 percent and just yeah. like move on like it doesn't work like that it's like a you have to like practice a couple times before you hit your perfect rep or set right yeah well like at least for like weightlifting like for me today like I had like like hang power snatches right yeah. and I bet you anything I hit over like 60 like hang power snatches right before I even hit like my working weight oh wow I might have just made that number up in my head but like yeah, in yeah, my that head, still sounds like a lot like a lot of pre like before you actually hit your actual like yeah. that's that way so what and is your you recovery do like like do you take like days off or like do you have like breaks here and there before comps and whatnot so I do like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, rest Thursday, lift Friday, Saturday, rest Sunday. Okay. Um, if I do five days in a row, like I'm dead. Like okay. I can't like function after. Yeah. Um, but for comps, like you usually taper. So okay. some people do like a week taper. Some people do like two weeks, okay. but usually like at least for, I don't want to say usually, but like the ones that I've done before I've like two weeks before I'll have low volume, but high intensity. Okay. Like high so you're weight. just going like maybe twice as hard, but with less weight. 
no high weight less reps so oh, like okay. i'll go in and like hit like 90 percent like once or twice okay 95 percent once or twice and then that's it mm-hmm. but then like the week before a lot of it goes down to like 60 70 percent right at like a few reps and then it just like that's kind of how it goes until like comp day yeah so do you think like like doing olympic weightlifting and also working in exercise oncology you've seen like your mindset has kind of changed from like when you first started like working out to like now like when you like do more of the research and like see the benefits of like physical exercise on a constant basis sometimes for these patients so yes okay but in the sense where I can be like hey like like when I say you can do this like you can do this Mm -hmm. like it's not just like you know when like someone tells you like oh yeah like you got it like no worries and like they haven't like experienced anything it's like kind of annoying and like it just like pisses you off because like they have no idea what they're talking about um like while I personally haven't like experienced like cancer like I can at least when I'm training someone be like okay like you know what like you have two more reps left like you can do this like push through um but a lot of what's happening right now in exercise oncology research is aerobic exercise training. Aerobic. Okay. Like cardio. Cardio. Yeah. Like walking or like doing like hit workouts or like going on, like running on a treadmill or stuff like that. Right. Like I don't do that. And so like sometimes like we do something called a six minute walk test, which basically it's you walk for six minutes and see how like long you can go, like how far you can go during it. Yeah. And like, especially since with cancer survivors, they have um, like balance issues. Like you want to like stay by them. Right. And you want to like have conversation and like cheer them on and like encourage them throughout that. And so a lot of patients are like, oh my gosh, like how much, like how much do you run or like how much like cardio do you do? And I'm like, aha, none. I do none. (laughs) (laughs) I know that answer. I'm like absolutely none yeah so Um, they're like shocked like oh like this person who's actually telling me like how to like do this exercise like they do minimal cardio but like I'm already out of breath like type of stuff I mean like I think I think it like throws them off because they assume that I'm gonna be like oh my gosh yeah like I run every day kind of like thing but like with their I guess with cancer patients, like they, they know that they're not going to like match up to a healthy individual. Right. And especially at least like my participants and my patients have been kind of like on the older end, like 50 plus years old. So like, obviously they're not going to like match up to someone who's like 20 something. Um, but like anytime I like say that I don't do cardio, my like PI always says like, oh yeah, like she's a weightlifter. Like (laughs) (laughs) she does a lot of resistance training. And I'm like, "Ah, yeah, I just like writing's not my thing. Um, but I mean, all power to you, man, like working with people who have cancer, like even when we did Camp Kassam, right? Like what you're talking about, like, oh, 
just do one more set, one more something. Like when I would talk to kids, like if they're like acting out or like we were just hanging out and talking to kids and like telling them everything's going to be all right. Or like, let's yeah. have like just a positive attitude. It would suck like mentally for me. Cause I'm just like, or internally for me, because I know it's not going to be all right all the time. And I know it's going to be like hard to like keep pushing. Cause there were days when I saw some of them, I'm like, dude, this sucks, man. Like, I do not know. Like, I, I that's why when you're telling me this, I'm like, dude, all power to you. Cause I don't know if I could every day be around people who might not even know if they have a chance to like keep extending their life. Honestly, like, yeah, like it's, I think one thing is that like me, like, I don't think I could personally work with cancer patients for the rest of my life. Like in that in that setting, I mean, like, I want to continue doing cancer research, but I don't want to work one and one, like one-on-one with participants because like I've worked here for like, what, like two months now. And the amount of times I've almost broken down, like crying in the hospital. It's like, I did not think it was going to hit me this hard. Yeah. Especially like going through like patient charts or like, we like look at their CT scans. And so one of the things I'm doing right now is I'm looking at CT scans from a study that was kind of like, it's still being conducted, but like a lot of the participants were on our study in like 2019, right? Yeah. I work with pancreatic cancer survivors, mm-hmm. um, which has like a high mortality rate. And so right. a lot of times when I open their chart, they're, they've passed, like they're deceased. And like it, like stuff like that, or like I look and like, the treatment like reasoning or the treatment goal is like prolongation of their life like not even like survival and it's like we're having conversations with them and they're like I don't know if I'll like wake up tomorrow like stuff like that it's like it sounds so like unreal because I feel like we hear it all the time of like with cancer patients but it's like when you're working with them every day, it's like, it, it kind of hits different, you know? It's like on a personal level, you're like, you see them every day, you're like, yeah. you become like, kind of like friends with them because of like how often you interact with them in that short period of time. Um, when I was working, I wasn't working, I was shadowing at VCU General Surgery. We had this case one night where like a patient came in, we took him up and unfortunately they did not make it. And yes. the surgeon that I was shadowing, he was like, Robin, you got to come with me like we're gonna go talk to the family you have to see this side of medicine like it's not always like we get the patient in we we help them we get them better and we send them out like we're gonna have nights like this and I asked him I was like doctor like uh how do you like do this like how do you do this every day he's like well it happens like sometimes we can't like we can do everything in our power to like prevent it but it, when it happens it happens but then you also have to remember like the other people depending on you for like to treat them, to get better care, like to keep going. And I'm like, that stuck with me to this day. And it's like, no matter how many bad days I'm having, it's like someone else is depending on me to like, you know, keep them going. Like, that's why that's like, whenever the suicide prevention thing, it always comes up and they say like, just hit up a friend, see how they're doing. I'm like, dude, I got to, like, I got to hit up everyone on my, my contact list to make sure like, they're all right. Like, you know, like, but that's why I was saying all power to you for like doing that right now, like working with them every day. It's been like so much, like, it's actually been fun. Yeah. Like as much, 
like as many hard like conversations there have been like like I had someone like the other day who was like um just this is like a small white old man was like can I tell you a secret and I was like what's your I was like yes I love secrets and he was like basically just be like oh my gosh like you gotta like promise not to tell anybody and I was like okay okay and he was like I'm cancer free and I just looked at him and I was like okay but like I knew it was in his chart like I and so I was like I was like Mr. blah 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 like I know this already like it's in your chart like it's all over your chart like yeah like you're cancer free like you got this like and you know like now you can huh did he ring the bell? I don't like he he like I guess rang the bell before he came to coming. you. Yeah. Okay. So like so I was like, yeah, I know, like it's awesome. Like you're doing great. Like, like woohoo, you know, like and he was like, no, he was like, I thought it was a secret. And I was like, we don't keep secrets like that. <laughs> like that stuff, like we're gonna yell on the top of the roof. Yeah. Um, it's like Kobe he, just like putting the fist up and like, okay. I did it. I did it. <laughs> it's like yeah it's like stuff like that like it really like those things keep you going too I think for sure well Lily I gotta ask you a couple questions before I let you go I know it's I know it's very late where you are um it's later where you are yeah I know I know the things that we do for this pot I'm just just, (laughs) um if you could travel anywhere right now right? If you can just pack yeah. your bags and go anywhere right now, where would you go? Honestly, this sounds so cliche, but I'd go home. Yeah. Like I love Houston, but like I came here not knowing anybody. So it's like yeah. going like, you know, back to Virginia, seeing all of our friends, like seeing yeah. like, you know, like my best friends and like my family, yeah. like that'd be cool. Dude, I think home cooked meals. I feel like when I went to when I, when I, when I went off to college, I got so bored of like the food there, like two weeks in, I called my mom, like, mom, I need some home cooked food. Like I'm missing out. Like I'm, but I feel that I, I think going home is the best feeling. Like I, I normally, I've like never been like this, like in Richmond yeah. or even when I was in Pennsylvania, like did not like, I was like, okay, like I'm going home, whatever. Yeah. But like, I guess, cause it's like, if I want to go home now, like I have to buy like a 200 300 like plane ticket like yeah that's that's what gets it <laughs> yeah i mean you can just drive home it's only it's it's what 14 20, yeah 21 hours that's not bad just take a day like just zoom zoom a whole day a, a whole day no but okay so i've asked this question a lot and i wanted to kind of change it up so i think you've heard on the last two that i've asked if you can have dinner guests who yeah get her alive so I'm going to ask, what are the top five things on your bucket list? Oh, um, one, getting into a PhD program. Okay. And I guess graduating from the PhD program. Is that one or two? I think that's, we'll count that as one. Okay, fine. Like finishing a yes. program. Um, two, I don't, that's like the only thing on my mind right now. Um, sleep for 24 hours straight, not wake up. 
why okay we'll go with that so okay. after the 24 hours i would wake up but okay, like okay. sure um <laughs> um i'd want to like go to somewhere cool such as like explore i don't know i've never been okay. to europe but like i feel like that's uh-huh. everyone says that so let's okay. not go down. i'll say traveling yeah. traveling is three okay. I don't know. I feel like it'd be cool to like be a part of making exercise oncology like a normal thing okay. and like having it covered by insurance and like seeing that aspect of things. Okay. And then like um, am I on five? I would say five. meeting a, a sitting president. Sitting president. Okay. Yeah. It will depends on who it is, but like. Oh, I mean, yeah, sure. Like if it's someone that like I agree with yes right yeah well thank you so much Lily thank you for coming on the pod I know how how long you've been holding in that laughter (laughs) 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 well we hope to see you again and um have a good night good night bye Lily